Great to see you all this morning. I'm Mark. I know the front row heard that little introduction, but uh, if it didn't hear up the back, I'm Mark. It's great to uh, be able to share God's Word this morning. Great to have Alan and Margie back too. You guys have been away for a couple of months in Thailand. And please, uh, yeah, go have a chat to those guys. We love uh, these guys and they've got some great stories. Haven't been able to be over, go overseas for a couple of years and it's, uh, they've got some great stories and some stuff that God did over there, which is wonderful. It is great uh, that we can be together this morning. I'm really looking forward to getting away over some. I'm not sure uh, if you get to go away. Uh, I know we get to go in our caravan and I've used to be at this church and I used to tell the stories of our uh, towing uh, and trying to reverse and all the challenges that I used to have. Uh, that hasn't changed, but I'm really excited um, that we live in Geelong now and we go to Apollo Bay and uh, compared to driving from Melbourne to Apollo Bay, which was that hour and a half, sometimes two hours getting through Melbourne, where then I'd be there with all the other people from Melbourne all over Victoria getting to Apollo Bay, trying to reverse with a crowd was always tough. But we live in Geelong now and one of the bonuses is we get to beat all those Melbourne people. So I get to cut through all the other sites and just come around and not have to reverse. So that's the plan this year. Um, there'll be no reversing when we go to Apollo Bay. It's good for the marriage and good for the start of the holiday, which is awesome. So it's good. Well, it is two weeks before Christmas and uh, a lot of us are starting to think about our breaks and our Christmas Day celebrations. We've been conditioned to be looking ahead. We're often just thinking about what we're doing tonight with the carols or what's happening uh, in two weeks at Christmas Day. This may trigger some emotions for you. What All those things that need to be done, Bridie mentioned that, all the presents, getting the house ready. Maybe you've got family or friends or there's a big uh, gathering at your place. All the food preparation. There might be that family member that all of a sudden you're like, oh gee, they're coming over. I haven't seen them for 12 months. wonder how that's going to go this year. For some of you, when we talk about Christmas Day and those Christmas celebrations, it triggers a sense of sadness. There may be a loved one, someone that you've recently lost, and there's sadness there. Or it might be a broken relationship. It means that Christmas Day, that Christmas celebration, isn't like it used to be. There may be a sense of loss and grief, a sense of even loneliness that even for you, Christmas and all that uh, that day brings, you're not sure. It might leave you feeling anxious, thinking about Christmas. For two people in the Bible, which we're going to focus on today, their first Christmas is very significant. But what happens before that Christmas day is also really significant. There is a supernatural interruption, a corresponding miracle that occurs in two different places at around the same time that coordinates a unity of two people that is instrumental in seeing the Christmas story come to pass. I'm talking about Mary and Joseph and we're going to read some scripture this morning. Because the parents of Jesus before Christmas, there's so much meaning in this story. It's worth our attention today as we lead into Christmas. Mary and Joseph have an unexpected interruption, which brings a new perspective and a new reality, a new way to live and a new way to look at Christmas, not just 
about two weeks away. It's about today. I don't want to take away from the significance of waiting. It's important as we gather in two weeks' time, as we even now prepare ourselves with excitement. Really, it's a good thing. But the problem with our culture, and Matt's been talking about this, so often we're living in the tomorrows. We're looking ahead. We're waiting. Maybe what God wants to do in your life is interrupt your reality today. For you to stop with the hurry and the frantic nature of this season and to bring us a new perspective, a new reality today, a new life. Because that's really what the Christmas story is about. We don't need to wait until Christmas Day to experience His good news, to experience His love, to experience His truth. I want to look at that story through Mary and Joseph's eyes today because I believe God wants to interrupt us and break into our Christmas plans, into our tomorrow, into our Christmas rush. There's a divine life-changing interruption that occurs in the life of these two prior to their first Christmas. It's significant. Their story from obscurity to significance, the power of God at work in two people that is not lost in the pages of the past, but it is alive for us to be gripped today, to be shaped, to be formed, as their experience of God's Spirit at work is very much a message for us here at One Hope today. Because they were looking ahead. Their eyes were on their future. They were getting married. They weren't going to be new parents in any time soon. But all of a sudden, it's thrust on them. They would become parents. This news we read about in the Gospel in Luke 1 and in Matthew 1. And you can follow along with me. Scripture is going to be on the screens behind me. So we're going to start with Matthew's account. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. And in Luke 1, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendant forever. His kingdom will never end. There is a major interruption that has occurred in their life. Unexpected baby news. Both Mary and Joseph do what we often do when we are faced with an interruption. They freak out. Interruptions are never ideal. That's why they're called interruptions. But God chooses this moment. He chooses these two. This interruption is significant. It says in Matthew verse 9, 
because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. And also Mary's response, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. They had so much stacked up against them. This news, this interruption wasn't good news. It was bad news. Things were not ideal. They are faced with a choice to make. Not only in the future with some of the the things that were going to transpire in the future, but right there, Joseph is contemplating divorcing Mary. Mary and Joseph are faced with challenges. The thing is, Mary's view of herself is worth mentioning. She's young. She doesn't know how Joseph is going to respond to this news. She's going to become a new mum. Is Joseph going to be okay? How are they going to get by? Extra mouth to feed. All these uncertainties, this interruption was going to bring. Then you've got Joseph. People's judgment. What are the people of the time going to, how are they going to judge him and his new wife? He's going to be a new dad. How can he provide for his family? How can he protect his family with this news, considering the circumstances around their conception? For Mary and Joseph, the future newborn interrupts their current reality. It's a mess. It is really messy. And in Matthew 1, verse 20, I love this. But after, this is Joseph, he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, calls his name. Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Mary in Luke 1.35 says, The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. Mary and Joseph to become parents, conceived by the Holy Spirit. That's far from perfect. That's a head spin. The doubts would have been there for both of them. The news wasn't good timing. It was not perfect. They would have loved to have waited till they're married in their community, in their society to have kids later. Until they're more set up, till things were more ideal, till there was more stability, more money. We just need to get a few things sorted. I'm sure would have been going through their heads. We just got to wait for a few more years till this happens. There was so much uncertainty with this news. So much. What a rocky, rocky start for the Son of God to arrive on earth with his parents. This is not the way God's own son should be welcomed. A father who doesn't want him is thinking, how can he get out of this mess? Lives are messy far from perfect and in the mess and in the imperfection, this is exactly where Jesus positions himself, right in the middle of the mess. God is not looking for perfect people, perfect circumstances. 
He isn't looking for perfection. If you think that's what this is, it's not. This is not what we are here celebrating, lifting the name of Jesus. We also are perfect people. We all have imperfect circumstances. The thing is, this new life, this newborn, is a, which is awaiting to be born, is a sign from God that God is right in the middle of mess. It is evident in how he came into the world. I love what the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. But he said to me, this is talking about what Jesus said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Power made perfect in weakness. The weak position, Mary and Joseph are in such a weak position. But just like Paul talks about, where there is mess, where there is weakness, there is grace. There is something called the Holy Spirit, which comes, and we'll see, read about that in a second. Power made perfect in weakness. It goes on in Matthew 22. All this took place to fulfil what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Hallelujah. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. And what does Mary say? Well, I love this. In verse 38, it says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answers. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. She is six months pregnant, has no assurance of a secure future. And what does she say in this uncertainty, in this interruption? She says, I am the Lord's servant. She surrenders her life. May your word to me be fulfilled. God knows that it's not easy. He knows it's not easy and twice the angel tells her. He firstly says to her, you are highly favoured. Second time, he says, you have found favour. And he speaks right into a situation, right into this interruption, right into this uncertainty and says, do not be afraid. You may be sitting there this morning. God maybe is calling you into a new direction. You may be having to take a new role at home, in the workplace, in your family. You may be doubting yourself. God, where are you in this situation? God is not absent. He is present in these times. He is right in the middle of the mess. Just as with Mary, He is with you in your fears, in your doubts, in your uncertainty. You may be feeling overwhelmed. It may be keeping you up at night. Just as God says to Mary, he says to you, do not be afraid. And I love in these stories that Jesus, the, God, the angel, God Jesus, the same, uses the, their names. He knows your name. Do not be afraid, Mary. He knows your name. 
He may be saying your name this morning. Do not be afraid, Jenny. Do not be afraid, Amy. Do not be afraid, Mark. Do not be afraid, Andrew. I love what the prophet Isaiah says in chapter 41, verse 10. In your situation, a word of encouragement. So do not fear, for I am with you, says the Lord. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hands. The surrendered life we see in the life of Mary and Joseph. My prayer today, the Christmas story can interrupt you. It can jolt you into seeing that your life may not be perfect. It may seem like a bit of a mess, but that is exactly where Jesus places himself, right in the middle of it. His arrival, the conception from God, a sign of his love for all humankind to show the world that God has come in the form of a baby, not in, by human achievement. It is an act of God, a self giving act that reveals God's nature, His loving kindness, His nature is so good. This divine interruption. That sign was for Mary and Joseph, but that sign is also for you today. These two servants, they're far from perfect, who are given an assignment, the somewhat impossible task of being Jesus' parents, respond in this interruption by faith. And a new life starts, a surrendered life. You know, you might be sitting there this morning and you think, I want this new life. How? What does this look like, Mark? What does it look like? Mary and Joseph showed that. They showed a way. It starts with a surrendered life. Despite their circumstances, this situation that was unbelievably just challenging. The thing is, God's promises remain. For Mary and Joseph, they were told, they were highly favoured, that the Lord is with them and the Lord is with you. These promises are important. If we surrender our life over, God's promises are true. They're an important, important part of this story. And these guys hung to those promises in their mess, in their doubts for them right there, right then. They couldn't foresee what the future was going to be like, but they had to hold on to these promises, these promises that they heard from God. They made a choice to surrender and hold on to God's promises. Today, your future may seem tainted. It's far from perfect but God is wanting to interrupt into your mess, into your uncertainty, to speak into your life and say, He is with you. I'll remind you again of these promises, just like Mary and Joseph, these promises for a new beginning, as the Word of God says. It talks about this in 2 Corinthians. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new Creation has come. The old is gone. The new life is here. That is good news. In Ezekiel 11, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart 
of flesh. A new start in Christ. That's the good news. We don't need to wait till Christmas Day for that. You don't need to wait. God is interrupting your world today. He's reminding you, it is reminding us of His promises today. I'm going to ask you this morning, have you accepted this gift of life that Jesus offers? You may not have done that before. Or it might have been a few years. You may be sitting there going, you know what, Mark, I just need to sort a few things out. I just need to wait till maybe after Christmas. I just need to hold off. Well, I, I believe that God is wanting to interrupt you and remind you again this morning or maybe for the first time of His promises right in the middle of your mess that He is with you. Do not fear. If that is you this morning, I encourage you. And I'm going to invite our music team to come back up and I'm going to lead us in a prayer this morning because I believe God is wanting to interrupt Are things not perfect? Absolutely. Do you feel that things are a bit of a mess? Well, I encourage you even this morning to surrender. This new life that that I speak of, that the Word of God speaks of, starts with a posture of surrender. We've seen it with Mary and Joseph. These promises. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning and I'm going to pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for that reminder. Lord, we just pray even this morning, a simple prayer for those in this church building that have come, that feel like their life is in the middle of a real mess. There's uncertainty and God that you are wanting to interrupt them. If that is you this morning, I encourage you, just just as a gesture, put your hand on your heart that in the middle of your mess, that God is wanting to encourage you, that He is with you. Do not fear, do not be afraid. Right now, we just pray. God, we ask by Your presence, just come, bring Your peace, bring Your comfort. Lord, the uncertainty the unknown of what the future has. Lord, anxiety and worry. Right now in the Name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, we just ask You to come. Come like a flood. Bring Your peace, bring Your comfort. Lord, we just thank You, God, that You do a new thing, that You wanna do a new thing this morning. We just thank You, God, that You're a God who comes right in the middle of our mess and you want to bring new life and we just thank you for that this morning. Holy Spirit, we just ask, Lord, by your presence that you just come. For those that have put their hand on their heart, Lord, I just ask that you just come. Bring your peace and we ask for this in Jesus' Name. Amen. Our worship team are going to lead us this morning and I encourage you again, This is an opportunity. We've got a a little bit of time this morning just to really dwell in His presence. 
Just surrender up. You may need to surrender something this morning. Maybe it's been a while since you've done that. Kids are all safe downstairs. There's still a good 10 minutes till you need to pick them up. So we don't need to go anywhere this morning. But I just really wanted to allow us to have a time of worship where we can just block out those things, the distractions, and just let God interrupt our world and just speak into those areas of life that you may be having worry and fear and anxiety and uncertainty and let God just speak into those areas and bring His comfort, bring His peace and bring His healing. Let us do that this morning.